Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. Um, Kobe, you know, being my top one of the top two or three players that ever played the game as well. Um, just being in that, being able to play against him in that type of series, you know, made my life. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Slick presents Point God Podcast. Shout out to iHeartMedia, Hoops and Brew, Behind the Wheel. It's your boy, BD, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle, a.k.a. Too Easy. And this is the Point God Show. My brother, my big bro, a dude I looked up to, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Mike, baby. We had like we had like three double-digit losing streaks in a 50-game season. That's, I couldn't believe it. Coming off a national championship, you know what I mean, with Arizona and, like, walking people through the NCAA championship, <laughs> going 7-1 and one in the Pac-12, you know what I mean? We didn't even have a tournament. You you, you in the tournament, you just fucking pew, you just but took we, off. We were hoping to make the tournament. Remember, we got, like, my freshman year, we got, like, fifth or six in the Pac-10. Yeah, that's and right. And we ended up getting a four seed. We were hoping to make it. So with so going to Vancouver, I remember the draft, right? Uh-huh. So it was supposed to be between me and Oliver Candy on who was going to go first pick. So like it came down to like the last minute of the draft. So and it was the Clippers had the first pick, Vancouver yeah. second, and what Boston third or something. Denver, like that? Denver, Denver third, third um, Golden State four, yeah, Toronto five, yeah. Um, Six, I think I tracked the trailer. Yep, that was Milwaukee. That was a Milwaukee-Dallas trade. Six and Seven eight. got white chocolate. Yep. Uh, Pierce went 10 that draft. Yep. Um, Dirk went nine. Dirk went nine, yeah, yeah. And he got traded. So going, yeah, so going into the draft, the draft's in Vancouver. So it's the only year it's in Vancouver. So I remember um, I just turned 20 years old. Um, I go upstairs, I'm talking to the GM and the coach. And I just told him, I'm looking out the window, it's raining, mm-hmm. it's dark. And I just looked at him, me and my mom were up there. And I said, it's no offense to you guys, but I don't want to play here. And they're, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know I mean? I didn't want to, I didn't want to seem like I was too bigger than what I really was. So I just, you know, I kept it simple and then, you know, it was nice about it. But, um, and they were like, well, we're going to pick you anyway. He ain't got so no like, choice. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I was looked upset there, but it was, it was, I was blessed to be drafted that high and, and be drafted at all. But a 20 year old kid moving to Canada, I was kind of upset about, you know, because yeah. I had, I had my family, I was moving there. You know, our newborn son probably was, you know, two or three years old. Yeah. Um, my family came in. It was just going to be tough. That's yeah. why, that's what I was scared of. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So to where like, damn, I don't think I can make you. And you know, I mean, come from Arizona, it rains twenty days out of three (laughs) hundred to sixty five. You know what I mean? To go into a place that rains every day was gonna be it was gonna be a a struggle for me, I thought. Yeah. Um and just a losing team, it was tough all the way around, man. And just like things happen for a reason. You know, maybe I didn't go to the Clippers because maybe I might have been fucked up if I 
went yeah. there. You know, yeah. turned out turned out bad. You know how the Clippers was. Back the Clippers then. were terrible too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, the whole like everything around them was bad. Bad, like, it, bad energy, you know juju. Mean? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm just glad I didn't. It didn't end up that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And then like being a part of that, like an an expansion, like. And then going to Memphis, like what 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 did Vancouver and like that whole first part of your career teach you? Yeah, I think it toughed me up. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it, it 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 learned. I learned failure, not failure. Nothing like you can't fail until you you have to fail in order to make it. Yes. You know what I mean? So I think that's what I think that's what got me going and, and realized like shit. I gotta you know make some of myself and gals because. I think my maybe my second or third year, I mean, we were just throwing the ball in the post every play. Like, right. Throwing to Sharif, go stand over there. Sharif don't like it, he'll pass it out. If not, he's going to shoot it. Same thing in the country. So I, was, I got down to like eight or nine points one game. I'm thinking like, damn, this, this might be my last, <laughs> my last year. You know what I mean? And then um, Lionel Hollins ended up coming in and, um, and being the coach. And – you know, he left it up to me, Sharif, and, and Dickerson, like, hey, y'all y'all scores, go score. You know, yeah. I got my average up to, like, 14 points that year and, you know, just kept trying to get up and get better and better. Yeah, and then, like, and, and what would you say was, like, that pivotal moment for you, you know, as an NBA player? Was it a team or was it, like, you know, when you got traded to Sacramento, you know what I mean? Like, when did you say, all right, fuck this, I'm Mike Bibby? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when was I that I think it's so when the coach, coach gave me the confidence. You know, yeah. I think Lionel gave me the confidence of, like, hey, do what you do. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I got that all through college, so I expected that. But when you come to a team and they want you to throw it in the, in the post every time in space and knock down the open shot, if you get it back, it, it, was, it was tough. And um, I think that's what I think that's what got me going, and I think it just when I got traded to Sacramento, it was a it was it went down like this. The GM, the owner said, "Rest in peace." He was about to move the he was but he already told me he's gonna move the team. Yeah. So he was like, "Where do you want to go? Give me five places you would like to go to play." And you know, I told him I told him Phoenix because I'm from Phoenix, Sacramento, Indiana. Uh, there's two other places I named and I didn't hear nothing for like two or three weeks. And I remember I was in the gym shooting. It was the night of the draft. Yeah. And I was shooting in the gym. It was like one in the morning and my brother got a phone call. Like, Hey, your brother's come to sack. And he was like, bullshit. I was shooting. <laughs> so I went to go get my phone. My phone yeah. was in the, my car. So I went to get the phone and I seen, you know, you, you know, when you get trade, you see a phone call from 916. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and from Vancouver, 604. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh shit, something went down. You know what I mean? So then, you know, and they ended up trading me for Jason Williams. So yep. that was kind of surprising too. So I was Another like, point, God. Yep. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, damn, how am I going to, how's the fans going to respond to that? And how's the team going to respond to that? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was the best. It was probably the best, like, rollover that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I got there. The team made me feel like I've been there for 10 years, playing for 10 years, just how everybody was. Um, The fans were always great. You know, coming in, that's that's one of the reasons why I picked that. See, we didn't get a lot of people at our games. You know what I mean? So, when you go go into other states, uh, other cities to play, you definitely weren't full games to come watch us. Right. So, we go into Sacramento – 
Packed. And I mean, it's I mean the pack last Packed. game of the season too, so the shit it's already over. So I was like, damn, I would love to play in a situation like this. Yeah. And then the next year, boom, it it, it happened. You know what I mean? And and, and I think that's what kind of resurrected me to as far as being in the situation that I was used to again. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, dog. Nah, it's like you get the sack. They make you feel like a vet, right? You got Adam. Mm-hmm. Was, is it Adelman over there? Adelman, yeah. You got yeah. Adelman over there. You got Devot. You got C Webb. You got Christy. You got uh, Corliss Williamson, right? Uh, no, he wasn't there. No, nah, he, he wasn't came there. You had Bobby, Bobby Jackson. Jackson. You had Paja. Uh, uh, yeah, Hito Turkaloo, Gerald Wall. <laughs> oh my fucking Latine. goodness! Hey man, okay, so this this is gonna before we get into some shit, we we go we gonna get into this question mm-hmm. because I, I would I would pick you too if you could choose, which you probably won't. Another point guard that you could say, hey, take me off that team, take him off that team, put me on that team. Who would it be, or or what team would you be like? Yo, dude, I'd love to be on that team, but like, damn, y'all are so good, dog. I think the Spurs. I think right. I always wanted to play for Popovich. Yeah, and I mean, I think just the just the because that was one of the hardest teams I played against. Like my first year, that was the toughest team we played just because their team defense was so good. And if somebody right. broke down, that somebody always had their back, and I just. One to play for a great coach like that. Yeah. Even though Rick Adelman was great too. I mean, I just, you know, Popovich is an icon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to play in his system and play, play like him, play with him. Yo, you know what time it is. You know this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. All right, I, man, I say the same thing. I say San Antonio. <laughs> it was like if you, if you can trade spots, you know, with any other point guard, I would say Tony Parker and Steve Nash, and yeah. I'd be I, and, and and Chris Paul uh, when he had that Clipper squad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it just it, you have to get put in the right situation. Man. I mean, I think that if you don't get put, like I said, Vince coming out, that's why Vince was so dominant. Vince got in a great situation. They needed right. a, they needed a scorer like that. Mm-hmm. And I think he fit right in and he, he took, he walked right in and, and, you know, showed everybody yeah. what the hell he could do. Yeah. Uh, and then like, you know, we got a lot of young guards and leaders. Like when you walking into a situation, right. And it's not the perfect fit for you. You know what I mean? As a yeah. point guy, like, you know, talk about, like, you know, all right, now I'm walking into, you know, you walked into Arizona, you know, you had this mentality, I'm going to work, I'm going to work. Jason Terry said you were the one who inspired him to actually mm-hmm. work, right, and to keep okay. working, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so he gave you your flowers. I was like, yo, who was, like, one of the most inspirational players? And he was like, shit, Mike Bibby. You know, he was like, I mm-hmm. didn't know what it meant to be a pro, you know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. I saw Mike Bibby and I started like trying to catch catch up to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I know like work at that's when I that's when I told him I got to school. It was different. Yeah, it was different when I got to school. And it was just like I'm gonna work my ass off. You know what I mean? And like I said, hopefully it rubs off on other people because at first it was just me and Josh Passner. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's and what then he after said. a while, 
<laughs> after a while, they got to, you know, six, seven, eight of us in there. So, I mean, it rubbed off on people. And I think that's what that made us good. We started working together yeah. and putting that extra work in. And then, you know, I mean, you find a lot of people that don't want to put the work in, man. Yeah, and, and I would say y'all had a clear-cut advantage over us at UCLA, especially me and Earl Watson. Y'all were tough, man. Don't y'all cut y'all crazy. Y'all were tough. We could have been tougher had we stayed in the gym all day and not went to class. Because <laughs> JT told us that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <said> that. <laughs> but y'all were young too, man. Y'all were young too. So. Hey, we man. had been doing that hey, for a year hey, already. Had I known, he was like, man, Mike Bibby was like, yo, this is my class. This is my job. I'm in the gym. <laughs> he was like, it, yeah. he, said, he was like, oh, it's cracking. I was like, yo, y'all had it cracking like that? Yeah, man, we man. couldn't everybody, even get in the gym, dog. We used to envy y'all. We used to envy y'all because y'all had keys to the gym, and they wouldn't uh -huh. give us keys to our gym. So when you know what I mean, like when you up yeah, and bored, yeah. don't have shit to do. Like y'all yeah. go to the gym. We ain't have shit to do. You already know. I'm about to. Get uh -huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already know. I know. Yeah. But see, we we was at we was at the elementary school shooting outside. We'd be at. The rec center, so I mean, we'd always find a place to shoot. Whether it's there used to be this one basketball uh, hoop outside the football stadium. Shit, I don't even know how. I don't even know how the height on the rim, but we was in there shooting. Whether it's fifty makes or something, I always tell these guys like, don't be like, well, I didn't do anything today. At least be like, you know, I got some shots. I got fifty makes in the day. Right. At least you did something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Instead of nothing. And then, like, talk about, all right, we back in Sacramento. You walk into Sacramento, you got Chris Weber, you got this Hall of Fame, you know, or this – you got a bunch. You got you got, you got got a crew. You got a crew. You walking into that crew, you know, you got this, you know, I'm going to work mentality, but you also have a great responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. What is it like to get Chris Weber, Divock, all those people to trust. What do you, what 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 was your mentality going in there? And you know, because Jay Will went out right, and so they had mm -hmm. a certain type of style and flair and 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 just flow to the game, right? Mm -hmm. The responsibility of the point guard, right, is to basically have your shape and your imprint, right, on that mm -hmm. offense on that team. Talk, walk me through that. Walk us through that. My mentality was to just fit in. You know what I mean? Come in and they, they, they had, you know, let's say they had Webb that was the alpha dog. Everybody else filled in and did their role. So I remember my agent telling me, like, Mike, you don't need to go in there and score 20. You don't need to score 25. Just go in there and fit in. You know, you fit in, things will take care of itself. And once, once I did that, um, it was it was easy, you know what I mean? It, it was easy, and we just sat there and we played, you know, whether it was whether it was Paige that had 30 that night or Bobby Jackson had 30 that night or Doug Christie had 30 that night. We, everybody was still the same person, yeah. um, whether they had a great game or not. And that showed me – I've been on teams where if somebody don't score their points or not a good game, they'll be on the plane, they won't be talking to nobody and this and that. So – once I seen that it, as long as we win, everybody looks good, 
I was fine with that. You know, I, I was yeah. I didn't go in there and try to score twenty. I averaged when I my first like before the playoffs, I averaged thirteen points when I got there. Right. You know what I mean? But we had we were sixty two and twenty one or sixty one right. and twenty one. So I mean, it it was just going like I said, going to fit in, and you know everybody respected that, and I they had already established before I got there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all I had to do was come in and just you know sprinkle what I had to do wherever I could. But but you know to me it, it was also like you know and you know this is all about roses. It's a part of your genius, right? Because mm-hmm. it almost like you you went back into being like the CEO, right? Or co-CEO mm-hmm. in this with Weber. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Weber yeah. was the face of the team, the heart, the energy, everything moved, but you still had, you know, to, you know, create this, you know, this this Stockton Malone, right? Yeah, I had this mm-hmm. fucking Stockton Malone thing. Talk about, like, the way, you know, as as a point guard, like, how, how, how we're – how do you manage, you know what I mean, a group like that, like their personalities? What do you give to them, you know what I mean, and 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 what do you take from them as well? But everything was so simple. It wasn't an ordinary team that you have right. that, you, that you probably played on, that anybody's ever played on. It wasn't a time when I went to Webb and said something to him, Oh fuck! Uh, it cussed me out. There's never, there was never a time of that. There was never a time of going to Bob, Vladi, Bobby. There's none of those guys. Everybody took constructive criticism great. Yeah, and they knew that. Hey, if I tell you this, I'm looking out for the best for the best of right. you and the team. And everybody understood that, so it was so easy to say something to somebody and not worrying if there's going to be a fight afterwards. Right. You know what I mean? So I mean, you, you get in situations that well, that will happen. Yeah. But not with this team. Like, no matter what you said, everybody took it as we're trying to make the team better. And I accept it. No matter what you tell me, there's a way to talk to grown men. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You can't go somebody and say some dumb ass shit to where, who are you talking to? You know what I mean? There was never that. So we always, you know, talk, you know, talk with respect. And everybody listened to whatever we had to do. I think that, that like I said, that's what made it so good. And, 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 you know, I remember playing against, playing against you guys and after every like foul or something I remember Chris Webber be like all right y'all used to huddle up it's like man don't lose focus we trying to win a championship it was like the seventh game of the regular season <laughs> and I was like damn that's what they all you know what I mean like people on my team talking about we were like I ain't in shape yet and I'm like they yeah. talking about like going on for a quest and in that in that year in 2002 you know, you mm-hmm. guys made a hell of a run, and you know, you took on the Lakers, Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, that was one of the you know all time series to watch, man. Because mm-hmm. I think for you, that became you know the Mike Bibby that we all knew, the Mister Clutch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. just like you know, one the season, right? Because you said you averaged thirteen. But then when mm-hmm. the playoffs came, it was similar to Arizona, right? You just yeah. took it up a level. You know, who were mm-hmm. those point guards that you were playing against? And, like, how? you know, what what were those matchups and what did you learn from them? You know what I mean? Uh, my first one was Stockton. That was my shit. first ever first ever playoff game. And I, was, I remember I was nervous as shit. And coming in, you know, because they let they used to let him get away with murder. He was just grab you. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing be called. And I used to just like, man, just get through this. And 
just being in the situation where those guys have been there already. Like I said, it was my first playoff experience. And just to be tough getting out there, not, you know, being held, being grabbed, yeah. and not expect the call. And, you know, going into those other series, that's what made me tougher. You know, playing against one of the best point guards that ever played the game in your first playoff experience is going to get you ready. Right. And, and playing against Stockton got me ready. Right. And then, and then, you know, walking through that, you know, the Lakers series, I know y'all hate talking about it. But, that, I mean, <laughs> to me, that was like, that was, you know, that was a breakout series. That was a great matchup, you know, uh, for you, you know, with Derek Fisher. You know, every y'all matched up with the Lakers well, and and you had a, you know, you 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 had an opportunity to take advantage, you know, in that mm-hmm. series, and you did. You know, what was that like? It was, I mean, it was just something like I knew we were the best team in the league that year, and playing against them, and you could you could go back and look at all the films that we watched. You could see in their face they knew and it was about to come to an end. Yeah, and you know, I mean, just the confidence that we had. Going into that series, you know, it was second none. Like, I, I look at Shaq as probably the most dominant player that I've seen yeah. as far as he's strong, he's fast, he could score. I mean, he'll punk you. He'll do all, he'll do all type of shit. Yeah. And, you know, with him and Kobe, uh, Kobe, you know, being my top one of the top two or three players that ever play the game as well, um, just being in that, being able to play against him in that type of series, you know, made my life. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, me and we, me and Kobe came out the same time. Right. Um, dad's playing on the same NBA team yeah. together. Um, it's just good to go out there and just because I I know we were a better team that year. I know for a fact. Right. And I mean, the game showed that. We just, you know, I mean, we had a bad game seven. You know, all the hoopla stuff that went on before that. You know, you can talk, you know, conspiracies or whatever you want to talk, but. Um, we didn't we didn't really handle our business in game seven. We had a home game in game seven. I think we shot like two for thirteen from the yeah. from the three and we shot like under fifty percent or something from the free throw. So I mean, um we do better than that. Again, the ser- the series is ours. We and we go on to win the championship to beat New Jersey four oh that same season. So right. I mean, but it was it was good just being out in LA. I was talking so much shit because you know back then they have you on red carpets. I was going yeah. to movie premieres, <laughs> talking shit to everybody. Yeah. Like they don't, there's nothing they could do. Yeah. They don't have nah. a chance. Yeah. They don't have a chance. <laughs> but I mean, shit. I mean, they they played a great. They, I mean, Corey, definitely a Hall of Famer. I think. I mean, yeah. he he's hit the biggest shots that I've that I've seen. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And I think that's what kind of defines you as well as like clutch moments, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people look at game winners as clutch. I look at clutch as like we down six, we need a bucket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who's going to hit a bucket? Yeah. Who's going who gonna to make a steal? You know, who's going to do things to keep the game tight, right, or, mm-hmm. or get you one up or get you, you know, one down? That's, yeah. that, that, that's clutch for me, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I think, think it's a lot tougher when you're down one to hit a shot than to tie a game. Yeah, you know for what I mean? sure. It really isn't much on the line for a tie game, you know, or down two and hit the three or whatever. But, I mean, it's still big-time shots. But, like I said, it means it's a real – I think it's tougher when you're down one and you got the ball in your hand it's either a win or lose right here. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of, oh, we're going to go to overtime to see how we played it out. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. Yeah, now me and you, we're on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end of our careers in New York. Uh, right? Uh, 
there was a moment on my birthday where we were playing against the Washington Wizards, right? Uh-huh. And I believe all season you were trying to tell me, like, BD, we ain't got it like we used to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember you saying that, right? But we was going to make it through, dog. If Jeremy Lin would have just kind of held – Strong and held on to his thirty percent, we would have made it through. You know, uh-huh. what I mean? we we was cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, if if Tony Douglas wasn't Tony Douglas, we would have, we could have made it through. You know what I mean? But I remember it was my birth. I was not trying to hear that shit, and it was my birthday, dude. And I turned the ball over, and they threw a lob. And I jumped. And remember John Wall dunked on me, dude. And I turned. (laughs) That was the only time, bro, in my career that I can remember, like, let alone a guard dunking on me. But he fucking caught a lob, bro. And every he was so happy, yo. He was so happy, and you did exactly what you – you damn near walked off the bench. You were laughing so hard, dog. I was so – it was my birthday and shit. I just, <laughs> I don't know. You looked over the bench. Did somebody look at the bench and say, happy birthday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, man, talk that about – I remember that shit. If you don't bring that, I don't remember that shit, man. Hey, dog. Talk this about funny, <laughs> talk about the evolution of our generation of point guards from Jason Kidd to us to now, like you know, the Westbrooks, the Steps, <laughs> the Lamelo Balls. See, I mean, like <laughs> you look at when we played, like we were the era of mid-range shots. Yeah, so everything was mid-range. Yeah, like you were known, you were known for being able to play if you could hit the mid-range. Then we yeah. had Rod Strickland, San Facel. Um, Terrell Brandon, you go all the way down the line with these point guards, it was just all mid-range. You know what I mean? You look at these guys now, shoot, it's changed so much, shooting 23s a game. We, we had never thought about shooting 23s a game back then. I think the most I ever averaged in a season was six, at, six threes a game. Wow. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just a different – it's a different look. I guess the analytics makes it three better than the two, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've, I've been doing a lot of G League stuff and stuff like that. And I just coming into that game, I'm saying, because um, I would, you know, I work out some guys like, hey, get to your mid range shot. And the guy was like, we can't shoot mid range. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's what you mean. Idea. You can't shoot mid range. He said, a coach don't want to shoot mid range. It's either a three or a layup. I said, damn. That's crazy. And, and, I mean, you see Chris Paul takes them to the championship shooting mid-range threes. Right, right. Or mid-range jump shots. You know what I mean? So, I don't understand. Melo shooting mid-range jump shots. Devin Booker shooting mid-range jump shots. There's only very few people that are allowed to shoot it, I think. Yeah. KD. You know, a few guys. But, I mean, I think the thing is now, threes more than two. Yeah. And, and, and who are some of your favorite point guards or point guards that's playing in the game today that you like? I like Chris Paul. I like Steph. Um, I'm trying to think. LaMelo Ball? Yeah, I like him. It was funny because we played against him when he was in 
eighth or ninth grade. Uh-huh. My son was a senior, and I think he was then. So we've been playing against them, you know, being from California. Yeah, yeah. We played against them all the time. Um, I'm trying to think, man. It ain't coming to Trae my head. Young. Trey Young's tough. John I mean, Morant. But it's, 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 yeah, John Morant's real tough, but, it, but it's all the freedom that they get. Yeah. It's a lot easier yeah. to play with freedom than clams. Yeah. You know, back in the day, when we were playing, coaches put the clamps on you if they hey, wanted dog, to. man. <laughs> it can't happen Lord, no more. Lord, man, I always <laughs> say if, like, our era point guards had the opportunity to just run and gun and, like, have that freedom, you know, yeah. one, we would have got our ass kicked in the locker room anyway with all them <laughs> big old buff mean yeah. motherfuckers on our team. They'd have been mad yeah. as hell. They would have yeah. been out there rebounding yeah. all them bricks we was going to be shooting anyway. <laughs> Because everybody was contesting shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no open shots. Man. I mean, it's it like, man, I remember for the first years, man, I was throwing just throwing the ball in the post. Yeah. Because they was all Me post too. game. You know what we I mean? had to start the game in the post. Yeah, throw it right in the post, get an easy bucket. But, um, but man, I mean, like I said, the, game, the game's evolved, the game's changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just different. You know, got everybody shooting three-pointers now. You know I mean? There was... Back when we played with certain guys that can't shoot outside the paint or right. not allowed to do this. Everybody, you got everybody working on threes now. Every, so. Even the centers. If you were to build your perfect point guard with current or former players and their skill sets and you have five <laughs> attributes, how would you Frankenstein your point guard? I got to have Steph shot. Yep. You got to have that. You got Magic's IQ. Yep. yep. Um, I'll have Russell Westbrook's athleticism. Yeah. Um, Jason Kidd's passing. Yeah. Which other one I need? Shit, Russell Westbrook's rebounding. Killer. You gotta have. You have all that. Killer. That's killer. Mm-hmm. That's that's killer. Height. You didn't pick if you, a height. If you, if you have a shot, that takes care of everything else, man. If you can shoot. Oh, my God. That's it. I that mean, takes Steph care Curry of a lot. A, Steph Curry is a game changer with that. A game changer yeah, with that. For real. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> like for real. He, he changed the game by making, like, the three-pointer yeah. the mid-range shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, that's crazy. All I right. watched the game the other night. He was 10 for 10. Dog, come on, He was dude. 10 for 10 the other night. <laughs> Come on, dude. In the first quarter. Come on, dude. He just getting started. The game's still just getting started. He warming up. He already hot. Lord have mercy. All right, compare your style to three of your favorite artists of all time. And explain why got, you chose those artists. I, thought, I, I Pac, I say Pac. I mean, I have to go with, you know, people from Pac. He didn't give, you know, then give a shit. You know, I mean, I kind of, that's the mentality I kind of had. Just go out there, work hard, you know, be tough out there and do what you got to do. Um, I put Biggie in there because Biggie was so playful and, yeah, you fun, know what I mean, dude? Absolutely. And, and lovable. Um, They can be actors, artists, painters. Shit, you have to you caught me off guard with that. I don't, yeah, I, don't even think I always about do. That shit. I always do. 
Yeah. Caught him off guard. You got Pac, you got Biggie. And I got to go with Denzel since you said the act. <laughs> everything he put out is cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to go with him. That's what's up, man. If, if, if you were to give advice to young point guards or young people who are trying to be leaders and, 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 and trying to, you know, point God in their respective industry, what would that advice be? Uh, be respectful. Um, run your team to where, I mean, like I said, there's always a way to talk to people. People, people respond to the way you talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to get some hard heads out there. And, you know, just be able to be talk to somebody respectful, make them, you know, constructive criticism, take it back and be able to shoot the ball, man. Like I throw, uh, playing, I was never a defensive threat really playing but anyway. Yeah. So the coming into a night and having a point guard that can't really shoot the ball, I knew I was going to have a pretty, uh, uh, all go night on offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the main thing is just get a shot to where you can create your own shot and knock down the open shots. And I mean, that'll be a triple threat as far as getting to the basket, being able to do other stuff. Cause I mean, like I said, if you could shoot, I knew I was going to have my night cut out for me. I didn't, I don't want to, no one really wants to work defensively. Right. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that, that you could shoot to where you always have to keep the defense off honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there you have it. The legend. Uh, how about when you hurt your knee in New York? Oh, bro, when remember? I was laughing. Yeah, just remember when you, you bet Jared Jeffries, because remember you said y'all made a bet on who was going to get hurt first. <laughs> remember? And you, and you was down on the ground, you was like, I won. <laughs> you don't remember that shit? No, nah, I don't remember shit, dog. I was in shock. Print, and right after that, they carried your ass right out of the, <laughs> the court. No, I was hurting, bro. I was hurting That's that it. year. I was you going through a lot. I don't know what you was doing. You seen me? Yeah, I was shit, easy. Hey, bro, I was trying to, I was, uh, I guess I rode it to the wheels <laughs> fell off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was taking it easy, man. I was like, "What is he doing?" This is not Lee Baron out there. I'm cool. Yeah, I, I was, worked out already. Hey, dog, I was playing I was like, 30, 36 minutes. I was like, "Dude, <laughs> give me some. Give me twelve. <laughs> you worked like, out before the game. <laughs> Come, buddy, you and Jeremy Lee and Tony Douglas. <laughs> yeah, but shit, remember, remember with, remember with Jeremy Lee. Remember, we was coming back from Oakland. Yeah. And, you were hurt and I was hurt. We were both hurt. Yeah. So remember, they were they said they were going to leave him there, but we we couldn't even play that game. Remember? Right. Yep. So we so we ended up bringing him back, and he just had the best. He had one of the best four games in NBA history, bro. Hey, dog, tell that insanity was the craziest shit I've ever witnessed. But you think you think it was longer than what how than what it really no, was? No, it was, was like four. Hey, dog, how, cra- how many was it? It was like seven games. He cracked New Jersey, Toronto. Dallas, LA. the Lakers, and then D. Will came back and was like, uh-uh. Then Miami came yeah. back and was like, uh-uh. And it was All-Star yeah. Weekend. And then, you know, we was hooping. Like, the second unit, we was getting off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, he got hurt, and then he was supposed to come back. 
Yeah, see, I, I I remember all that, man. Like once you bring it up, I forgot forgot about him dunking on you, but that's that was some funny shit. Hey, dude, that shit was hilarious, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, it was over, by, it was over by our hey, ass. Hey, stop. By us. hey, 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 this is the Point God podcast show. <laughs> I did. I will have John Wall on the show to discuss this. Uh, last question. Well, last question. Um, what point guards do you want to give roses to that you do? That you just, you know, you just love their game and never really had a chance to, like, you know, give them their roses. Uh, I think Magic, J.K., yeah. like, J.K. has always been my favorite, regardless yeah. of anything. Like, I grew up watching him and stuff like that. But J.K., like, J. I'd have to say number one right now would be J.K. Yeah. Just Absolutely. for, you know what I mean, just for bring the light skin point guard into the game. You know what I mean? He was never, he was never a really light skin point guard in the he game. Did, he did it for the skin, light so. skins. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm a light skin. Uh, when I get him on the show, I'm going to say, hey, uh, Mike Bibby said, Jason Kidd should have a statue, a light skin statue. <laughs> For all the light skinned point guards. <laughs> hey, bro, you a fool, man. We can oh, sit and do this sick. all day. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I'm your host, BD. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the Arizona Coyote, the CEO of Arizona basketball, the godfather, the pioneer to point guards that's coming out of the southwest the leader who carried it all on his back and paved the way for even people like myself to get some like character torch showed us how to work it showed us how to how to work a company and be that ceo mike bibby you a legend i give you your roses bro i appreciate you this has been the point guy i'm bd until next time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my peoples, we are. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.